Howdy! I am Whitney. And I am Taylor. And we are the Ghost Sisters. Plus Sophie, maybe. Oh my god. She's having a time. I'm having a time. Because she's having a time. Everybody over there is having a time. All right, what you got? What 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 you got? I came across this actually in <laughs> I was a. Like, Did you break? Like what? I broke. Uh, I actually came across this by happenstance and was like, oh shit, I want to do this. I I had plans for a completely different location and then was like, nope, I'm going to do this instead. Wow. We are going to talk about a Texas location. Oh. That is actually pretty dang close to, I say pretty dang close to the Houston area. It's pretty close to Pasadena. So down where you used to be. That's pretty close to the Houston area. Also, I do enjoy that it was not planned and I said, howdy. Yeah. And then it ended up being Texas. Howdy doody. Howdy doody. I'm surprised you didn't manage that in your Wisconsinian accent. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not Wisconsinian, so I don't Howdy. have Howdy, an doody. accent. You do sometimes. It's your mom. <laughs> your mom's face. Your mom's ass. <laughs> your, your mom's asshole. Okay. No, that's what I normally say. Whatever. All right, I know. go on. Whatever. We're doing <laughs> Bragg Road. Right outside okay. of Saratoga, Texas. Okay. I feel like I've heard about Bragg Road. Yes. It's one of those, like, I've heard of it, but I didn't actually know what was going on with it. It is a reportedly haunted road that has been preserved through the Hardin County Commissioner's Court. And it's got a bunch of different mysterious stories that could explain the hauntings but there's actually some really interesting scientific explanations as well sure it is on the (laughs) i you know i'm sorry everyone i think sophie is going to be in attendance because apparently i just suck and we are unhappy with everything so she she may grump or I think she just burped. So, like, I'm sorry. Just she's That's okay. she's doing the thing. I have gypsum. Like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> so we might just have an animal friendly episode today. Uh, apparently, yeah. Gypsum just crossed in front of her computer screen and is just mm-hmm. is just hanging out. And Sophie has decided it's time to lick herself. Knock it off. Yeah. So. This is part of what's known as the Big Thicket in Texas. And yeah, so you're like, yep, I've heard of this place. Heard thicket into Uh, the thick of it. Into the thick of it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So this this is north of the Lance Rosier unit of the Big Thicket National Preserve, which is between Saratoga and Bragg, Texas. And it's close to Kuntz, Texas as well. Okay. This is going to be a short one. Okay. Just letting you know. Mm-hmm. It's, 
I've only got five pages, so you are, you know, it's not going to be. I know, it's not going to be an hour and a half. I made sure to kind of calm myself down here. It's still probably longer than Whitney ones, but that's okay. (laughs) We'll see. The borders of Bragg, or I'm sorry, the Big Thicket have changed over the years. Originally, it was south of Old San Antonio Road, east of the Brazos River, north of La Bahia Road, Bahia? and west of the Sabine River. But now some scientists are starting to define it based on soil type and vegetation, which puts it from Grimes to Newton counties. And then other places have actually broken it into the uh, Big Thicket National Preserve, which is 12 different units over Polk, Tyler, and surrounding counties. So the people who actually live in Big Thicket have broken it into a much smaller area known mm. as the Bear Hunters Thicket. This is I thought you were going to say Bear Huggers Thicket. No, I was like, oh, how sweet. How sweet. No, Bear oh. Hunters. Okay. <laughs> this is Texas. No longer sweet. <laughs> this is a 40 mile long, 20 mile wide, the very thickly wooded area that has a gray clay and sand kind of depositional area and it is part of the pine island bayou drainage system okay the south end is near wait 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 drainage system like oh natural or like man-made pipe sewer drainage system i'm gonna say oh natural it's kind of like the the buffalo bayou okay that kind of thing yeah it's like partially man-made partially not okay The south end of the Bear Hunters Thicket is Sour Lake. The eastern boundary is Cypress Creek. Western boundary is Trinity River and the Baston Prairie. So. I know some of those things. (laughs) I was going to say. Not a lot of them. Yeah. So Cypress Creek and Trinity River are familiar to me just because. Hey, those are the two that are familiar to me too. Hey, for different reasons. There's a lot of wildlife in here, and a lot of this stems from we're going in the way, way back machine 60 million years ago. Have you ever used the way back machine like on the interwebs? No, it's kind of cool. And this is also like you should know never to put like stupid shit on the internet, Taylor, uh, because. There was there. I don't know if it's still out there. I'm sure there's like a new Wayback Machine, but it was called the Wayback Machine, and you could go and you could like, okay, I'm gonna go on to Taylor's Facebook page, and it'll pull it up. And if you're like, I deleted, blah blah blah, blah it'll be like, haha, just kidding. Three years ago, when you posted it before you deleted it, I done did found it in the Wayback Machine. Mm, luckily, I didn't put any stupid shit on. You know, if I did put stupid shit, it was stupid shit I wanted people to see, not necessarily like me doing stupid shit. I mean, it's not just Facebook. It's like everything. I was going to say I had sketchy first jobs and learned fun things from my first jobs. And going to the (laughs) way back machine was definitely a part of that. So like Hmm. fun tidbit, y'all. Way back machine. It will fuck you up. Anyways, okay. continue. Okay, so the metaphorical Wayback Machine, not the website. Continue. Yes. We are 60 million years ago in the Pleistocene where 
During this time period, Texas is actually a shore, a very shallow sea. The actual shoreline is right around the DFW area. So this entire area is pretty dang, you know, we, we have a period of glaciation occurring and then deglaciation occurring. So we're kind of moving back and forth between dry land and wetlands. This leads to the existence of a lot of prehistoric mammals. So we have mastodons, elephants, the American horse, something called Taylor's bison. All right, Taylor, stop making shit up. Don't think that you can become famous and you're like, ha it's Taylor's bison. No, that's legit. Look at that. I'm going to send him off to college. Bye, son. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) I get what you're saying. Bye, son. Okay. Anyways, right. Move on. Continue. There were also camels. Tapirs? Yeah, I was like, camels. Wait, but yeah. I, I do think I need to go back. The American horse? Yeah. As opposed to the European? European? Yeah, I don't know. I, I That was what it's called, the American horse. Forget our European. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't ah. know that. Ah. Anyways. So we had tapirs, giant sloths beavers and armadillos and whenever we say giant sloths i mean like sloths the size of like rhinoceros sloth Sloth. i don't know why making it deeper makes it the size of our rhinoceros but like i just imagine it like sloth (laughs) was it like a pokemon (laughs) yeah i you know nope Never mind. Nope, not gonna go down that <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> well, I was like, I was like, maybe they got that thought because like the horse, so like the American horse runs around and instead of like gallop or whatever, it's like American, 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 American. <laughs> instead of gallop, 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 gallop. Anyways, maybe. Um, I don't know. Fuck Pokemon. No, I like Pokemon. You can't. You can't say that. <laughs> not allowed. Not allowed. Okay. So. Okay, um, these were hunted by saber-toothed tigers and direwolves. So we had a lot going on. Um, 8,000 years ago, we see the official transition from glaciation to deglaciation with the beginning of the Holocene warming period. And that's where we currently are right now. A lot of these animals will die off at least mm-hmm. from the North American continent. I mean, I have not seen any camel. In Texas? <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, no, that's a lie. The place where I used to live, apparently one of the neighbors actually had a camel. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I... Texas is wild, y'all. Texas is wild, yeah. I, I got stuck in, <laughs> stuck. I got stuck in traffic one time because there was a peacock crossing the road. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I love Texas. <laughs> shit's fucking wild over here. Yes. Yes. So... The retreat of the glaciers, even though we lost quite a few of those animals, we still have an incredibly diverse ecosystem. And it has eight different kinds of plant communities. And they claim that this could be, scientists claim, this could be the most biologically diverse place in the world. And I was like, "Ah, I don't know about that. But then get into the plants that are available. We have cacti, fern, beech trees, Orchids, camellias, azaleas, or azaleas, as Whitney says it. Fuck you. 
four types of carnivorous plants, pine, oak, and gum trees. And that's just like a smattering of the different things that are there. And if you think about it, like cacti this, are going to be- In this thicket? Not just in, the in Texas, in the thicket. No, okay. in the thicket. Cacti, very dry environment, but orchids need incredibly moist and warm environments. Texas? Yeah, the four types of carnivorous plants. Those are going to be like the pitcher plant, the Venus, Venus flytrap. Fly trap. Just, <laughs> just doing a hand sign at me like Pac-Man. Meow, 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 meow. That's how I do everything now. I just do. I just make hand signals and hope that somebody knows what I'm trying to tell them. I'm, I'm glad I can actually see you. This would be really difficult yeah. if, if we couldn't it see each other. Yeah. Yeah. So we also have. 350 species of bird and then a wide variety of both reptile and mammalian life. So crazy, crazy conditions for oil production, which becomes a thing later. Oh, we're not to today's standards. Well, so that's part of today's standard. Like you can go out there and see all these things today, mm, but okay. ever since 8,000 years ago, that's when these things popped up. Got it. In addition to all of the crazy plant life, we also had several American Indian groups that were in tribes that were there. The first that they mentioned were the Atacapas. I looked up how to say it and it said Atacapas. So if you know how to say it differently, tell me. This was a cannibalistic Indian oh no. tribe oh my. that hung out on the Gulf Coast and the Trinity River regions of the Big Thicket. Do, are they still around? No, as okay. far as I know, no. If not, I mean, the thicket is really, really scary, apparently. So who knows? Maybe they are. Yeah. The Kados hung out in the northern part and they used the thicket as a hunting ground. The Alabamas and the Kushatas came uh, to the north and the west over you time. Kushata? When I looked it up, it said Kushata. I was just saying there is a casino called Cachada. Boom. And it's close, not really closer to that area, but like more Louisiana-ish. Okay. I mean, obviously there's no gambling in Texas, so it would can't be in Texas. But if you're going towards the Louisiana border, you're going to see more and towards Oklahoma. Really anywhere not Texas border it's going to have something for some kind of gambling. And a lot of them yeah. are called Cushata. Interesting. Yeah, this one's spelled C-O-U-S-H-A... C-O-U-S-H-A-T-T-A-S. Yeah. Huh. Okay, well, the howtopronouncethis.com told me Cushata. So, I don't know. <laughs> we had the Tonkawas, the Lipans, and the Wichita... Tribes meet at Sour Lake at one point. They considered it a medicinal spring and they sought peace between their tribes whenever they went there. Mm. When you're talking about hauntings, <laughs> Native American stuff is is a thing. Like it's just it's surrounded in mystery, surrounded in lots of spiritualism and all that kind of stuff. So you're isn't it at really that. only a thing if they have deemed the area to be sacred? Yes. I mean, technically anything could be haunted, as we learned with yeah. cars. But, but like, 
I thought as far as someone being like, well, it is an ancient Indian burial ground. No. Yeah, no, this no. is not an ancient okay. Indian burial ground. This is more just people, Things American Indians there. lived and died here. Yes. Got it. Okay. And cannibalism is going to, that's just going to heighten any kind of everything. So, yeah. Yeah. We see the first non-Native American take over the big thicket area in 1829. His name was Manuel Lorenzo Justiano de Zavala y Sainz. Because, cool. of course, it was. People just called him Lorenzo de Zavala because, yeah. He was the very first vice president of the Republic of Texas, and he was granted the land with the Mexican land grant. Wow. So what's go, interesting is... Go Enzo. Yeah. What's interesting is that no Mexican people actually settled there. The first people that settled were Anglo. Yeah. And well, I mean, it, it, I could see that not being an area that you would want. Yeah. Like, because if you think about like where Mexico is and like the area that we're talking about in Texas, it's, it's, it's kind of far out. Like you're, you're getting more towards like that's, Again, back to you're Louisiana, little, that's where yeah, the you're French a and everyone to, are going. So, like, you're yeah. you're probably not going to explore that far. Right. You're a little close to the Louisiana Purchase at that point. Yeah. Right. Whenever we start to see Anglo-Americans settle into this area, they start to recognize that there's a lot of timber. That's why it's called the thicket. And they yeah, were... Timber. Oh, no. They were primarily sustaining their economy through hog and cattle, you know, development, whatever you call that, raising hogs and cattle. There we go. Trade? So, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, okay. Continue. No, I get what you're yeah, saying. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So the Santa Fe Railway Historical and Modeling Society says that lumber really becomes, a, I know that's a name. Yeah. Lumber really became a thing in 1880, which helped mm -hmm. to sustain the farming and ranching industry. And in addition to all of the lumber stuff, we start to see oil fields be discovered. And this is due to all the glaciation that happened beforehand. So the Sour Lake oil field was discovered in 1901. And then there were a bunch of other oil fields discovered mm -hmm. uh, right around that, slightly after that. This meant that all of a sudden we had a need for rapid transportation of materials, both lumber and pipe materials and all that kind of stuff. And that facilitated the creation of the Bragg railway system. And this was a railroad that went between Bragg, Texas, all the way down to Saratoga. And it just acted as a right of way kind of road mm -hmm. to get stuff where it needed to be. Mm -hmm. This was created by the Gulf, Colorado, and Santa Fe Railway in 1902, and it's about 16 miles west of Coons, Texas. It's about nine miles long, and if you were to look it up today, it actually pops up as both Bragg Road on Google Maps and Ghost Road Scenic Drive. So oh. it's actually called Ghost Road, oh. which is cool. Oh. Yas. Some shit must have happened. Yas. So we're going to get into that shit. So... This carried people, cattle, oil, and logs for about 30 years. And then in about 1934, we start getting into the Depression. And it becomes really expensive to do anything during mm -hmm. the Depression. And they basically couldn't justify using the railroad for 
things that people weren't buying anymore. So Mm -hmm. they moved to abandon it. And there was a hearing done by the Interstate Commerce Commission where the superintendent, Mr. Crowley of the, what is it called? The Gulf Colorado's and Santa Fe Railway Gulf Division came forward and said that while they did get good business out of Saratoga for several years due to the construction of pipelines and the handling of oil and the diminution of lumber traffic and all that kind of stuff. And then the depression, there's just no use for the railroad anymore, Hmm. but local businessmen were like, we could still use it. You know, I, that's still a mode of transportation. That's still a way for us to get goods between Saratoga and Brad. And it still could provide jobs and all of that kind of stuff, help the economy a smidge, but a little great depression, 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 (laughs) depression was a whole different thing. And yes, you know, yes. Yeah. Despite this, the ICC um, ultimately approved the abandonment of the road in 1933. I think it's crazy that they have to agree to abandon a a road or a railway. It's not just that, oh, huh, that's weird. No one's using it anymore. It's just straight up. Nope. We're going to. Well, I could. That was me doing a gavel. Oh, okay. I could see if they're, if you're expected to maintain the road and you don't want to, you know, you want, don't want to do that anymore, then you can go in for abandonment. So then that way you don't get fined or cited. For not keeping fair. up your end of the bargain. But it's yeah, still I still not, think it's very odd. Yeah, it's not something that I would have thought of. I would think that yeah. you would just stop. Like it just I declare it, bankruptcy. I declare <laughs> bankruptcy. Yeah. Uh okay, Michael. Yeah, I just I wouldn't have thought that you would like go to Yeah, have a hearing about it and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Go to yeah. council, city council. Yes. I say so that like that's a weird concept city council but it's city council yeah it's legit a thing it is <laughs> so, so they pulled i'm sorry <laughs> they pulled the rails up and that left just a dirt road afterwards mm-hmm. and the citizens around there were like well shit we still gonna use this road and so they started using the road and the phenomenon known as the saratoga light began to take off up to this point people have been seeing what's known as the saratoga lights or the bragg lights but at it wasn't until all of the citizens of saratoga and bragg started using this road that reports became more and more frequent what are we talking about here are we talking about ghost train are we talking about like uh aurora borealis like what what mothman what are we talking about we're getting there. I, I get there faster. <laughs> so, according to dangerousroads.org, the legend of the Saratoga Light began ever since the rail line was put in. And there are reports of a ghostly light that is supposedly one of the legends is that it is the lantern of a railroad employee that met an unfortunate end. But... Okay. It turns out that there are a whole bunch of legends that could explain this ghost light. So this is a light that appears on the road in front of you. And it is about an orb that's about the size of a small pumpkin. Okay. And it can range in color from light blue to green to yellow. And... 
there have been there have been so many people that have seen this light. And one person from Rediscovering Southeast Texas, their blog, said that they went out to Saratoga and Bragg Road in the late 80s about three or four times, weren't able to really see anything until the third time they were out there. They said that it looked like an oncoming train if you were standing on the track, but no matter how much they went towards it, they never got any closer mm. to it. Folklore and local stories about the light. The very first one that always come to mind is it's Satan because uh, well, we are duh. in East Texas. <laughs> so, uh, sure. Yeah. Um, UFOs. That is also one of the explanations for the Marfa lights, which we might talk about later. Mm-hmm. One of the stories is that there is a Mexican cemetery there. And the legend behind this is a crew of Mexican men were hired to cut the road and lay the tracks for the rail line. The foreman of the road gang, instead of deciding to pay the workers like he had promised, he decides he's just going to kill them once the work was completed and he kept the money. So he buried them in unmarked graves in the woods and the lights are supposedly the restless, uneasy souls that hunt the haunt the piece of ground that took their lives. Hmm. Okay. There is no historical documentation to that. Alrighty. Another possible explanation, a Jayhawker, which I had to look up what a Jayhawker is. It is a unionist who robbed, burned out, and murdered only rebels against rebels in arms against the government during the Civil War. Wow. So they were they were wow. unionists that were fighting against the Confederacy and literally just murdering and burning people, you know, that kind of whole thing. So they believe that this could be either a Jayhawker that was shot in the thicket by Confederate soldiers, or it is someone, a Jayhawker that was basically caught by a fire that they said it's known as the Kaiser burnout where the Confederate soldiers set the thicket on fire to smoke out the Jayhawkers that were hiding there. Hmm. And they think that one of them either couldn't escape or whenever he did get shoved out of the thicket by the fire, they shot him on sight. Well, yeah, there's also reports of treasure hidden in the thicket by Spanish soldiers. Cortez. <laughs> I actually, I immediately thought of Road del Dorado. So yeah. um, Spanish conquistadors were thought to have cached a golden hoard in the middle of the thicket, but they never came back for it. So golden they hoard, think not hoard, whore. not a whore. <laughs> no. Now, if there's some like ghostly golden whore that is a light out there, like, God damn. Ooh, we should make a new legend. We should. It's the golden <laughs> whore. The golden whore of Bragg's Road. I'm pretty sure the people of Bragg's and Saratoga would be like, go the fuck home. But then we could do the same thing like Mothman and we could have like a whole like event and everything. And then people like can come and they can dress up and whatnot and like paint themselves in gold and be like, I am the golden whore. And like, yeah. we could have a party. Let's do it. I want to do this. Let's just show up in Sar Saratoga and just like be painted in gold and be like, your golden whore is here. And they'll be like, what the fuck? And then the cops yeah, will arrest us and they'll be like, please go home. If I'm going to get arrested for anything, I'd hope it would be that. That would be 
like, can you imagine sitting there and holding and they're like, what are you waiting for, man? And you're like, I'm a golden whore. And they're like, what? <laughs> Except I'm the I golden whore. I'm the golden whore. Except I don't, I feel like they would then be like, prove it. And you're like, oh, oh no. Oh no. I would, oh, no. I would just oh. be gold and be like, <laughs> you're like, oh no, no, wait, I'm a ghost. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> golden whore ghost. Oh, jeez. All right. So supposedly the light is leading people to the treasure to find. Okay. Another theory is a hunter that was lost in the woods for many years. Uh, basically, he got lost and perished in the big thicket. And supposedly the light is a lantern that he's using to try to find his way back out. How big is the big thicket? I mean, it's obviously big. Honeycomb massive. Big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not small. No, no, no. 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 <laughs> no, I'm just wondering like is it like how how deep is it? How wide is it? Did you already cover it's that? It's massive. Okay. Yeah, so it goes all the way so it goes all the way up to the northern reach of it is Saratoga and then it goes all the way down to Beaumont. Okay, yeah. So yeah. that's that's a few cities. Yes. Yes. It is okay. I just I was like, large. how did this dude get lost in there? I, I think I was thinking of like, you know, the neighborhood forest where it's like, yeah, you, you <laughs> take a couple steps to the left and you're back outside and you're like, oh, shit. Right. So I was like, what happened to you? <laughs> okay, You now ended that up I- in a time slip. <laughs> for the time slip. <laughs> okay. So another one is the railroad man who mm-hmm. was decapitated in a train wreck. And supposedly he is roaming up and down, or they found his body, but never found his head. He's roaming up and down the road looking for his head. So he's and then modern day headless horseman. Yes. Yes. And then there is the man who sold his farm to work on the railroad and literally kept only what he absolutely needed to survive. He went and became a brakeman. He was very successful. But whenever the Gulf Coast, Colorado, Santa Fe rail line, whatever, began to stop the number of runs that the train had, he basically was out of a job and he became destitute and perished. And Mm -hmm. the light is actually his brakeman's lantern shining the way down the road. Hmm. So just like with any legend there has to be some skeptics out there that say this is what it actually is and by far the most popular natural explanation for it is headlights and taillights of people on the adjacent highway because there is a highway right next to it and there were some scientific investigations done regarding this and i'll talk about it in a second i don't feel like I feel because you said it's like the light is coming toward you. And to me, mm-hmm. that means it is directly in front of you. So and they have adjacent like that's going to be either to your left or to your right. It's not it's not going to be in front of you. Yep. We're just going to have to go and see. So, yeah, it's it's not to pinpoint. It's just a few hours away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not terrible. The other explanations are swamp gas. <laughs> how? I don't know. I couldn't find an explanation for how swamp gas would do that, but sure. Was it, it's very was men it, in black. Was it Shrek? No. 
Oh, was it Shrek as in like swamp? Yeah. Get out of my swamp! Get out of my swamp! <laughs> they think it could be a reflection of Foxfire or Swampfire. Um, Foxfire? That's a good fucking question. That was one of the things I was going to look up in the forgot oh, okay. I was like, you're a scientist. Figure it out. Let's see. Fairy fire and chimpanzee fire. Bioluminescence created by a species of fungi present in decaying wood. Wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. You wait. You said fox fire, not fairy fire yes. or chimpanzee <laughs> fire. What so the fuck? It's called all three. It can be called fox fire, fairy fire, or chimpanzee fire. <laughs> okay. That just <laughs> took a turn and just I was not expecting that at all. Whew. Okay. They also think that it could be campfires seen from far away within the trees. They think it could be piezoelectricity. This is a phenomenon that is created when materials are under undergo some kind of stress, they can actually generate an electrical charge. So crystals, ceramics, bones, that kind of stuff can actually do this. So they think that maybe that's a possibility. How um, many would you have to have for that to do that? I don't like to create like, a pumpkin sized ball. Like, I feel like that's a yeah, pretty. Like, I feel yeah. like it's not just like a crystal. It's like those ginormous ones that you're like, who's buying this and putting in their house? Yeah, like, it's exactly. gotta be that kind of thing. The answer is Taylor. Taylor's buying it and putting it in her house. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna bypass that. <laughs> Mirages, St. Elmo's fire, which is a atmospheric phenomenon where you get lightning strikes that will actually come onto the top of like a metal pole. Okay. Ball lightning. Ball lightning is a very rare phenomenon. So the chance. I saw a video about ball lightning. And it is fucking crazy. I thought it was like a Photoshop thing. So I didn't send it to you because I was like, no, someone's just fucking with it. But no, no, no. It's pretty cool because it like starts in one and it's like it's bouncing around the clouds. Like it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Ball lightning is. It wasn't like pumpkin size though. No. Ball lightning tends to be. in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. So actually ball lightning can be this big up to a ball. Like I say this big. It's like the size of a, a, what is this? Like a honeydew or a cantaloupe, or it can be a massive thing. And it's such a rare phenomenon that we actually don't have a lot of pictures of it or let alone videos of it. So whenever that video came out, there are two videos that I've seen. There's the one of the one in the sky. And then there's one of a smaller one closer down to the ground. That's really fascinating. So if I can find it, I'll I'll show it to you. Hmm. They also think it could be the moon reflecting in water pools. Like people wouldn't be like, <laughs> that's the moon. Now, back to videos. I have seen there's one. I don't know where it is, but it's it's like one where there's a tunnel and you're going on the tunnel on the road. And I guess it had just rained or something. And this person's sitting mm-hmm. there with their hazard and then another car passes them and drives in front of them. And they're like, Oh dude. Oh dude. Oh dude. And it turns out it's just, there's water on the road reflecting the tunnel. It's not a hole. Yeah. So I've actually, yeah, I've seen that video. I could see that maybe depending on how bright the moon is and how open the sky is. So the interesting thing about this is that the big thicket, the Bragg road specifically, it's like a tunnel of vegetation over it. Oh yeah. Then fuck that. That's not a thing. Yeah, yeah. No. So the next one is glow from bat guano phosphates. And I had to look this up because I was like, glow in bat I... poop? Yeah, I was what? like, what? So apparently 
Phosphorus, whenever it is in high concentrations, can actually emit a faint greenish glow that is visible in the dark. That's kind of badass. That is badass. I was like, 100%, let's go. So I don't want to smell it, though. No, Bacuanus was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Mineral deposits can also do this. It's called phosphorescence. So that's Mm -hmm. another explanation. And then by far my favorite explanation that scientists have come up with, hysterical imagination. Literally, y'all seeing shit. Okay. I was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty scientific. So some investigations that have actually come forward with this first one was rediscovering Southeast Texas. The one that went out there and said that it's like a train coming at you, but the closer you get, you can never quite reach it. What they did is they went out there and they actually cleared all tire tracks off of the road in all of the turnarounds. So then that way it would be obvious if a car comes through. And then that way they could see if a car like came in and then turned around before it actually reached them. Hmm. They only saw one vehicle pass them and they saw the light many, many times throughout this. But when they went and checked the road, there was only one set of tire tracks, meaning that only that one car had come down. And when they say they've seen the light, is it like, whoop, there's a light, whoop, there's a light? Or like, they see it like it's about to pass and then nothing. And then they see it like it's about to pass and then nothing. It's a, the light will appear, remain stationary, and then flicker out of existence. Okay. Yes. So Herbert Lindley did a paper in summer of 1992 where he details an investigation that they did with how the adjacent Highway 787, how those lights appear whenever they come to and away from Okay. The things. So like what I was saying, that's yes. what he was looking at. Okay. Yes. So he says that if you go down the road and you look back towards Highway 787, okay. the headlights from the cars are very obviously headlights. They start off as a single dot when they're far away, but as they get closer, it breaks into two separate orbs. Mm-hmm. However, there is a slight, there's an area of highway 787 coming close to Bragg road that has a slight hill on it. And whenever you're standing on Bragg road facing towards these lights, the lights appear to get directed up into the sky above the trees. And then whenever that car comes over the hill, you see the headlights pop into the tunnel with a bright flare as one single orb. And then they dissipate after the car passes. So Hmm. they think that that is what you're seeing. And that's when they were there, people that were reporting, Oh, I'm seeing the light. They were seeing it was in time with these cars passing by. Okay. Possible explanations for that. Um, Tourism in Saratoga and Bragg and Kuntz, they it's all spiked since the Bragg Road and Ghost Road have become a thing and especially mm-hmm. more mainstream. In the event that you ever want to go to these areas, if you want to go from Saratoga, say you're in Saratoga and you just want to go check out Bragg Road, you just have to go north on 787 and exit off onto Bragg Road. If you're coming in from Thicket, you just travel east on 1293, turn right onto Bragg Road, and then from Coons, you just travel west on 
1293 past Honey Island, Texas. I learned a bunch of new city names in Texas. Honey yeah. Island. Honey okay. Island. And then you turn left onto Bragg Road. And hmm. there are lots of really cute little places to stay in Saratoga and Coons. One is the Etheridge Farm Bed and Breakfast Indian Springs Campground. The Book Nook Inn. Okay. I was like, well, that sounds delightful. All right. Um, there are lots of bed and breakfast RV parks and that kind of thing if you ever want to go out there and check it out. And I think that Whitney and I will go out there at some point mm-hmm. and do like a little day trip of it. Now, and none of these places are like, come see the lights. They're just no. like cute little places to be. Yes. Yeah. It's okay. not a tourist trap kind of thing. As a matter of fact, when I looked up the whole like, you know, brag lights of Texas and that kind of thing, it was all like. It wasn't from Saratoga. It wasn't from Kuntz. It was like people being like, oh, this was listed on a list and I saw it. It's not like the cities themselves are advertising this Mm. particular event. I find that interesting. Like Marfa, they go heavy into the Marfa (laughs) lights. So the Marfa lights are in Marfa. Like that is. Yes. Marfa is just a, a weird little town. So they're they're gonna latch onto that, of course. But from what it sounds like, it's it's not while the road may be one named Braggs and two in Sarasota, it doesn't Saratoga. Saratoga, not Sarasota. It it doesn't quite seem like it is that part town. of a city. Like it is yeah, it is a pass through road. So I could see them not taking credit, I guess, for it. Yeah. Because it's not theirs to take credit for. It's just right there. It just belongs. Mm-hmm. Now, could we open up a B&B on there and call it the light on the road? Maybe. The light That's in. a possibility. Well, there we'll, was call actually... it, we'll call it lights out. There we go. There was one story that I read of a guy that they asked a woman in Sarasota. Sarasota. God damn it. Now you got me saying Sarasota. Um, <laughs> in Saratoga directions to Bragg Road and she was like what you guys going up there for and he said oh I've got a friend that lives on that road and she gave him like a grin and was like okay have fun when they got out there there is nothing there are no humans there are no houses there's no sign of life out there so she immediately was like bitch I know you lying <laughs> so, mm. but that would be he's looking for that golden whore that's what he's doing oh yeah oh yeah but it would be cool to set up like a bed and breakfast there and then have a nightly, you know, eight mile ghost walk and just, mm-hmm. you know, that would be a lot of fun. I went back to thinking of like having a tourist trap of golden whores and you could have the lights out B&B on Bragg's Road and then every like, I don't know, I think, I think Mothman was what, they were in September, I think. So let's, when we open this B&B, Taylor, let's have it be like the third week of January. I couldn't decide okay. what I wanted. Don't don't mess with the head bob. So the third week of January, we're just going to have a giant golden whore. I don't want to say mosh pit. That sounds terrible. But everyone will come out. You guys are going to stay. We're going to look at some lights. We're going to dance and sing and drink a whole lot and have a bunch of golden horns around yeah we can name all of our rooms after the different legends yep yep decapitated you real man sides for whatever 
for whatever legend you think is the best, you can pick the you can choose that side. So we could have like a dark. So that's board. my. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, that's my actually short foray into Bragg Road. That was a very short one for you. That was a short Taylor episode. Yes, short Taylor <laughs> episode, but it was good. Yes. I liked it. Good. I'm glad. We're gonna have to like go out yeah. there. Yeah. 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 I was like, I want to do something local. Yeah. Local yokel. We'll have to drag mom and dad out there too. I say mm-hmm. mom and dad. We're going to drag dad out there because mom's going to be like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so. Now, if there was a cute little Bambi on the road. Then she'd be like, okay, I can do that. I'll stay in the hotel room. Yep. <laughs> I am nerve center. <laughs> you guys leave. <laughs> Get out. Get you out. are on my nerve center. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> so... If you happen to be in the Texas area and you've been out to in the Texas area, like that's not a gigantic part place. If, if you have been, been anywhere in the massive state of Texas, <laughs> please tell us. Yes. No, if you've been in Southeast Texas and you've gone to Bragg's Road and you've had experiences, tell us because we would love to hear from you. You can always reach us at Instagram as the Ghost Sisters TX or hit us up on Gmail, the Ghost Sisters TX at gmail.com and the Ghost Sisters everywhere else that we have social media. Or if you guys and, have like your own haunted roads in your own towns yeah. or something, like haunted roads are fascinating. Yes. Because yes, they are. Just, you know, shit happens, man. Spooky shit. So. so. Cool. Well, I think we will spook you guys later, bitches. Yes. Spook you later, bitches. Goodbye. Bye.